1: Browns in action tomorrow, 4.30, kickoff at the stadium, hosting the Ravens. Oddly enough, the Browns 2-2 two and two in division right now. Kickoff at 4.30, like we mentioned, and the only way to break it down is to bring in our next guest, Scott Petrack at BrownZone.com. Scotty, before we get started, simple question I'm asking all of our oh, guests geez. today. Oh, jeez. Here we go. Movie news right here. We're going to go. Best movie quarterback, Burt Reynolds, Paul Crew in the longest yard, or Kurt Russell? as Reno High Tower in the best of times. Go ahead, take your time.
0: Well, my best of times is one of my dad's favorite movies. Me too. So, so I'm going to go with the Reno High Tower. Yes. Okay. Wow. Although, Matt Underwood. Oh, Matt Underwood was on. He took Burt Reynolds. You and I love Kurt Russell. That away. How about the How about Warren Beatty in uh, Heaven Can Wait? I forget his oh, name. That's another There's one.
2: There's another one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and don't forget, um, Jamie Foxx is steaming Willie Beeman, right? In any given Sunday. So there are a lot of them out there. But JT's hooked on Kurt Russell as Reno Hightower. You're the first one to agree with him. You know that, Scotty?
0: I don't know anybody else saw that movie.
1: I love it. Great minds think alike. Catch the damn ball. (laughs) Hey, you know what? Maybe Deshaun Watson should say that to Amari Cooper if he plays tomorrow.
0: (laughs) I think Amari's just funny. (laughs) Uh, all right,
2: Scotty, enough of the, the movie stuff. Let's talk Browns and Ravens tomorrow, Saturday game. They flexed it to Saturday at 4.30. Uh, let's start with that. A short week, uh, does it give an advantage to one team or the other in a short week in this
0: situation or no? You know what, I don't think so just because of the injury situations for both teams. You know, you have obviously no Lamar Jackson, but even Tyler Huntley was kind of limited early in the week for the Ravens. The Browns have, you know, Amari Cooper dealing with the core muscle injury. So, I think it's probably a wash. Maybe it helps the home team just because you have, you know, less travel and one less thing to deal with. All right. So,
2: let's talk about the injuries then for both teams. We'll start with the visitors first. Uh, What is the quarterback situation? Who are they preparing to play against tomorrow?
0: Yeah, it looks like it's going to be Tyler Huntley. Last time I checked, John Harbaugh had not made that official. But they ruled out Lamar Jackson. Huntley cleared concussion protocol, and there's a full participant in Thursday's practice. I'm trying to keep my day straight in the short week. Um, so, you know, the other guy is Anthony Brown. He's an undrafted rookie that, you know, threw like five passes last week. So um, it's going to be Tyler Huntley. And, you know, it's a drop-off from Lamar Jackson, obviously, right? Lamar is one of the best. But the Browns got a close look at Huntley last year in that December game when Lamar Jackson left with the injury, and they were impressed by him. He ran and he threw it.
2: As you look at that team, how are they winning, Scott? I mean, they're tied for first. Lamar's been out. Their offense isn't very good. And yet, here they are, 13 games into the season. They've won nine of them.
0: Yeah. It, it's interesting. You know, when I went back and watched last week, you know, I only played Pittsburgh, and Mitch Trubisky did three picks, and Pittsburgh's not what it used to be. And I played Denver the week before. So, you know, neither of those are great teams. But in an early in the year, they were up on a bunch of good teams and wound up losing some games, right? They're up on Miami and blew it. So the defense is unbelievable, and, you know, it's not Ravens 2000, but it's really good, and it's especially good in the front seven. They traded for Roquan Smith. Patrick Queen's another good linebacker, so they got a great linebacker tandem. Jason Pierre-Paul is playing well, um, is an edge rusher for them. Calais Campbell, they got a lot of big bodies up front. They might be a little susceptible in the secondary. You know, I don't think Marcus Peters is the same corner he used to be. Marlon Humphrey, I kind of go back and forth. It Looks like sometimes I watch him and teams go after him, but he's got some good numbers and he, you know, he's been great for a long time. So maybe you can take advantage in the secondary, but they get to the quarterback in a hurry, which kind of neutralizes that. You know, they have 39 sacks, which is fourth in the league. So it's a lot of defense, and then they run the they run the ball great. I think they're third in the league in rushing, and it's a four headed attack with whoever's playing quarterback. J.K. Diamond's now is back. Gus Edwards. Kenyon Drake, and then you throw in Mark Andrews, right? So they have just enough pieces, even though it's not your prototypical way to build an NFL team in 2022.
1: Scotty, I'm watching that game last night. 49ers got such a push up front, especially from their tackles. It was mind-boggling. It made me think about the Browns. Do you think the reason that all of our linebackers are injured is because our defensive (laughs) line is so bad?
0: (laughs) I don't. I mean, you know, Anthony Walker – it just blew when he was, you know, standing there, I think. And Jacob Phillips was making a tackle on the sidelines. So, no, I, I don't contribute to that at all. Uh, but you're right about the 49ers. Talk about Whew. formula for winning Man. is getting a front four where you never need to blitz, and you're always getting pressure on the quarterback, whether it's both off the edge or you mentioned the guys in the middle. Oh. Um, that's a pretty simple way to play if you can do it. I remember the Giants used to do it. That's how they beat the Patriots that one year. Mm-hmm. is because you get so much pressure with the front that you can drop seven in coverage and you're only going to have four or five guys in routes, those are it's a bad mess.
2: Talking with Scotty Petrack, outstanding Browns beat reporter, brownzone.com. Follow him on Twitter, at Scott Petrack. All right, Deshaun Watson's third game, Scotty. Uh, first one was horrible. Uh, last week wasn't too bad, but still only one touchdown now in eight quarters with him at the helm. Uh, what are you expecting in game number three, and this is his first home game?
0: Uh, I don't know, Kenny. I, to me, it, there's a bunch of uncertainty surrounding this. You would expect, right, that he would play better another week. You're at home, you got the crowd, and I do think the crowd will be overall supportive. But that's one thing I'm looking forward to seeing and looking forward. But I'm interested to see is the reaction, right? You would assume the people going to this game, knowing he's playing, it's going to be his supporters or diehard Browns fans. Um, but will it be as loud as? you would expect for a quarterback, a franchise quarterback, making his debut, I don't know, you know, given all the all the field stuff, right? So I think that's something to keep an eye on, um, how he adapts to that is his first home game and everything that surrounds that. And then you're playing that good Ravens defense, right? And maybe you can throw it against that secondary, but we talked about the front, we talked about the pass rush. It's going to be tough for Nick Chubb to run the ball. So there might be a lot because they're like second in the league in run defense. So there's going to be a lot on Deshaun Watson's shoulders, so maybe that means he plays a great game, right? And, hey, I'm taking it out. I'm going to throw it 35 times. But I'm just not convinced that that's the way it's going to be. And I, and I think it's just a question mark, given, you know, the weather's not going to be great. It's going to be a little windy, given the Ravens' defense, given all of it. um I, I think it's fair to wonder, does he take the next step or is there a little bit of regression from start two to start three?
1: Obviously, I think the Browns would like to run the ball. Like you said, the weather's going to be crappy. I, when we first saw the weather reports, it looked like it would, might be partly cloudy and 35, 36 degrees. Now they're calling for a really crappy day, maybe even windy. So you're going to have to run the ball if you want to beat this team, in my opinion. The problem with this is, and you mentioned Nick Chubb, hasn't had too much success as of late against the Ravens. I think it's like something like the last six games, uh, his highest uh, rushing total was like 91 yards. But that was the last time we played them which is kind of current. Any concerns with Nick Chubb? Can we get the running game going? Is the offensive line up to the
0: task? Yeah, my, I mean, my concerns are not with Nick Chubb, right? Yeah. Nick Chubb's might be the best back in the league. My concerns are the line's a little beat up. They don't have their starting center. And I do think this is a real thing. The transition to Deshaun Watson's style, right? It's more shotgun. It's more pistol. Last week in Cincinnati, there's a lot of three wides as opposed to two tight ends. Um, You have the zone read. Like, those are all intricate things that maybe the offensive line is still, and I talked to Don Battoni about this, and he said, yeah, these are all real things, and it takes a while. So you throw all that in a pot, and it looks like, uh, you know, the Bronx could struggle to run the ball, especially when it talks about how good the Ravens' run defense is. In fact, since the trade for Roquan Smith, November 1st, the Ravens are first in the league against the run, and they've given up 55 yards a game. They haven't given up a 100-yard rusher all season. So, you know, I know Nick Chubb is great, and maybe the Browns find something and they hit a couple creases and he goes, you know, for a couple long scores or something. But just looking at the numbers, looking at how the Browns struggle to run the ball against um, Cincinnati, uh, you know, I don't have a ton of optimism, uh-huh. and that's nothing against Nick Chubb.
1: Scotty, last week against the Bengals, a couple of plays come to mind. Uh, Jones intercepts the ball. He tries to lateral it back. Hopefully they talked him down and not to do that again. And another play was in a play that was a broken play, obviously. Deshaun Watson was almost being sacked, and he shoveled it off to, I I believe it was uh, Njoku. Yep. Are those the kind of things that Kevin Stefanski comes back and says, look, I understand you're doing everything you can to possibly move the ball and, and move the sticks, but we don't want to try to do, attempt – Plays like that? Do you think they sat him down and told him that?
0: Well, I, I'm sure they did for Deion Jones. I mean, that was a stupid play, mm-hmm. right? You trying to come back? It's what good is pitching it a yard to Ronnie Harrison do? I mean, that's it wasn't going to happen. Um, the Watson thing, I, I don't know. That felt like more of a gray area to me. Is it, it his style? Out, it, you think? Do you think that's yeah, why he always yeah. plays? Okay, yeah. You know, he you know he extends plays. He makes stuff happen. Now, you know, I don't love it. To Njoku. if he got it to hunt and there's a little bit of space, mm-hmm. you know, that'd be different. Um, but that play didn't bug me as much as the
2: Jones one did. Okay. I'm looking at stats here, Scotty, and tell me how much you buy into this, right? Yep. This will be the third start for Deshaun Watson against the Baltimore Ravens. He's 0-2. He's thrown one touchdown pass, two interceptions, no rushing touchdowns. Kevin Stefanski, 1-4, I believe, against the Baltimore Ravens in his tenure as the Browns head coach. Put those two together, 1-6. and six. Not a good sign if you're into numbers uh, going into this game tomorrow. Do you buy into any of that? That some teams, for whatever reason, have a player's number or a coach's number, or no?
0: Yeah, I mean, it depends on the matchup. This one, I think, is is different because you know Watson was with a different team. It wasn't in you know a division game. Um, right. You know he saw him once a year. You know I and yeah, I don't think he had the talent around him that he does here. And he got sacked ten times in those two games. Um, right. You know, the Stefanski one is certainly interesting. You know, if we gave any credence to the Browns being, if Stefanski being 5-0 and against Cincinnati before last week, then I think it's only fair to give credence to the fact that he's 1-4 against Baltimore. So, you know, I think Baltimore has been good for those matchups. A um, couple things went wrong. Remember, they had the four-pick game, or the four-turnover game against Lamar Jackson and still couldn't win. Cade mm-hmm. York gets a kick block, you know, in October in Baltimore. Um, but, yeah, I think there can be tough matchups, and I think part of the tough matchup is it's hard for the Browns to run the ball against that run defense where they've had success running it against Cincinnati until last week.
2: JT brought this up a little earlier, the offensive line, the the run struggles and everything now. Um, how much is it based on the center position and specifically the center position? Is there down to, what, their third or fourth string center?
0: Yeah, I think that's the biggest factor. You know, I think there's others, like I mentioned, the the style switch with Watson. You know, Wyatt Teller's not himself, I don't think, with that cast. Jack Conklin says he's 100%, but he was battling a foot injury for a while. Jed Wills is Jed Wills, right? A little inconsistent. Um, But I do think the drop-off from J.C. Trader slash Ethan Postick, who played really well until he got Mm -hmm. hurt, to Yelda Furholt, who's never played center in his life, I, I think that's really significant. And then, you know, last week I think that matchup, especially with D.J. Reader of the Bengals, forced the Browns to try to go wide. And, you know, it felt like they were in that, you know, kind of slant off tackle. And the Bengals just knew it was coming. Reader was able to beat whoever was blocking him. I don't think, like I said, I don't think Keller's played to the level that he has in the past. And I think that's hurt the offensive line as well. But, yeah, if I had to pick one to lead the to top the leaderboard, it would be the change at center.
1: Not sold on Frohold whatsoever. You mean to tell me and I thought they signed somebody off a practice squad from the Buffalo Bills. They couldn't find a free agent that could be a center that could play better than Frohold.
0: I'm gonna go no. Man. <laughs> I mean I, I mean the I, I, mean, okay, I mean we're in December, right? They're not falling off trees. The guy's been practicing with your team all year, so he knows the system, he knows the plays. But there haven't been those kind of issues. I think it's a one on one, you know, in a in switching to center issue. And, yeah, they signed Craig Mance, who's played in the league for a while. He played with Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, if they thought that was the move, they would have made it, right? They're not yeah. – they, they watch 4 whole practice, and I think they probably expect him to get better the more time he plays at center. The problem is you're running out of time this year.
1: I know he's basically the captain of the offensive line, but when you see and he had to grade terribly against the Bengals. I was just wondering, you know, throwing, you know, spitballing basically. There, you would think there would be somebody out there that knows that position because he's not a true center. Uh, Scotty, we we're talking a little bit about this game too. And I was wondering weather wise, uh, not even being part of the topic, will it sell out with the Browns in a, in a sub 500
0: record? A sellout. Did you say? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think every ticket sold. I don't know how many people will be there. I mean, that's the question, right? How many, right. how many Ravens fans will be there? I think that's safe to wonder about that. Will there be a bunch of them? I could see that. Um, could a bunch of Browns fans say we're not going because they're probably not going to go to the playoffs and or I don't want to go to Deshaun Watson's first home game. I think those things are real. But I also think that, you know, it's only it's been less than a week. If they have beaten Cincinnati, we'd be talking about this being a huge game. So I don't know how many Browns fans would have gotten rid of these tickets a week ago. And if the weather's OK, um, I'd still expect to see the stadium mostly full. And, you know, I, I, you know, the last time I checked, the weather was just going to be cold and cloudy and windy. I don't know if we're going to get anything worse than that.
2: Scotty, as you look at this matchup, let, let's do advantages, okay? Where do, if you're looking at it, where would the Browns have an advantage over the Ravens tomorrow? Like position group?
0: I could give you a couple players. I mean, I like uh, the Browns. What, whatever. I,
2: any, yeah. Anything that you think is an advantage for the Browns, whether it's an entire group or individual player matchups.
0: Uh, I mean, I think Miles Garrett's the best pass rusher um, in this matchup and one of the top three guys in the league. I think the Browns receivers are much better than the Ravens receivers. Um, you know, I, I probably I would take the Browns running backs versus the Ravens running back running backs. I don't think I would take the Browns run game over the Ravens run game, but I'd take the backs. Um, you know, I don't know maybe punter, long snapper, no, a quarterback. Not a ton, right? I mean, left guard. I would take Joe Batonio, right? Yeah, yeah. And quarterback. I would take Deshaun Watson over Tyler Huntley. Even given the circumstances around both of them, I would take Deshaun Watson over Kyle and the fact is that's why the Browns are favored by three, right? Exactly. I mean, I saw I saw something today that said Lamar Jackson, if he were playing, it's a seven and a half point swing if he's in or out of the lineup. Wow. So it's it's as simple as that.
2: Yeah, and that's where I was going with this, Scotty. They're favored, so this should be a victory for the Browns. They're at home. They're favored. You've got, uh, I know it's only his third game, but still, he's light years better, you would think, than Huntley, so this is a game you would think the Browns win, no?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think all this stuff is on the money, Kenny. I do, I think, pushing against it is Browns don't have playoff hopes or they're, you know, negligible. The Ravens right. are trying to win the division and maybe even get the first seed in the AFC. Um, you know, I think that's a big one. I think that Deshaun Watson still finding his way is cause for concern, right? If you're going, why is it only three? <laughs> why are the Browns favorite? You know, and the fact that the Ravens are really good. Like, I get what you're saying about their offense. They're not explosive at all. And I think that's why the Browns will probably hang around, um, if not win. But I think, in my head at least, there's plenty of reasons to counter Deshaun Watson versus Tyler Huntley and the games at home, right, when I look at this matchup.
2: I'm looking at the points per game offensively, and it's 23 uh, 23- point uh, two for the Ravens, 23.1 for the Browns. But defensively, that's where the difference is in points per game. 19 for the Ravens, almost 25 uh, for the Browns. So let's go to the defensive side of the ball. What must they do defensively if these offenses are equal at least, right?
0: Yeah. What must yeah. the Browns do defensively against Baltimore? They can't get run over. I, I mean, it starts there. I, I really can foresee a possibility of the Ravens running it 50 times. And if the Browns can't stop it early, it's going to be a long day, and it's going to be one of those days that fans just go crazy about, right? When you watch your team just get manhandled, nobody likes to see it. We've seen it before, right? And if you see it happen to the Ravens, you've seen it happen against the Steelers, nobody wants to see that. So to me, it, start, it starts with that. And the Browns' run defense has been better lately. Not great, mm-hmm. but it was better against Tampa. Um, you know, I thought it was better for the most part against Cincinnati. Mixon got a big run late. But they also lost J.O.K. Okay. They lost the Oni Taki the week before. Their top four linebackers, like JT mentioned earlier, they're all on IR. It's going to be Deion Jones and Jordan Kanasek and Tony Fields II and Reggie Ragland, who was on Vegas' practice squad a week ago. So that's important in the run game, and it's going to be a lot of big personnel with two tight ends and fullback. You're going to have three linebackers on the field, and it's three linebackers I don't know how much you trust. You know, Deion Jones played well last week. Um so that's the matchup. If they, if they can keep the Ravens in check and force the Ravens in the third and passing situations, then they got a chance. Then they have a good chance. You put the game on Tyler Huntley's arm, right, his right arm. But if they can run it and run it and score, let's say, with one throw or you a know, play-action pass to Mark Angie, and then the Browns defensively are going to be in big trouble. I think they match up great with the receivers. I'm not worried about that. It's tight end, and can they run it down your throat?
2: And that's the last thing here, and I'll let you go, Scotty, and I'll get your prediction. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking let's do to the Ravens what teams have been doing to Nick Chubb and the Browns, stack the line of scrimmage and say, all right, Huntley, if uh, Baltimore's going to beat us, it's not going to be running the football. We're we're going to try and take that away, put eight guys in the box, and we're going to go man-to-man and see if Huntley can throw the football. Isn't the, that the the best way to try and beat this team defensively?
0: It is. It is. And, you know, Joe Woods has been – under fire all year. He had more criticism last week, and I think rightfully so for not making a good enough in-game adjustment to try to cover yep. Jamar Trace, right, when Higgins, the Boyd are out. Um, the only concern with that style, Kenny, or with that plan is Mark Andrews. Can you, can, do you have one guy that can cover Mark Andrews? And it could be Ronnie Harrison. All right, You go cover him. Or maybe even Greg Newsom. Say, hey, we're going to go with the corner on him. If you can solve that matchup, then, yes, you got to put everybody in the box. And maybe you even have to do that anyway and just hope Andrews doesn't kill you.
2: All right, so how do you see this one playing out? Again, tomorrow, 4.30, right here on WHBC, Ravens and the Browns in Cleveland.
0: Yeah, I think it's a slugfest. I I don't see the Browns putting up a bunch of points. Maybe I'm wrong, like I talked about. Maybe Watson finds it. They're able to attack that secondary, and that's how they do it. Uh, But I'm going 17-13 Ravens.
2: Yeah, I've got a low-scoring game, too. I haven't decided which way I'm going yet because it looks like the Browns should win this game, but that's, you know, if Watson can come through and he's shown no signs of that yet in eight quarters with only one touchdown drive. So uh, I'm leaning towards the Ravens, but uh, I'll make my pick a little later. We always appreciate the time and the insight from you, Scotty. Keep up the fantastic work there at brownzone.com, and we'll talk to you again next week, all right? All
0: right,
2: thanks, guys.